The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge and Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Live at G-Mix in West Des Moines, 5th Street and Valley Junction. Come on out and join us for the next hour. I know this is going to surprise you all, but it is steak night. Believe it or not, it is. Fingerling potatoes. And I'm, I ordered wings, though. I'm starving, so they're coming. So if I start taking a bite while in, and they're, gonna, they're messy, too. we got the mango jalapeno coming. It's going to be uh. great. Looking forward to it here in the next few minutes. So a little bit of that. Well, not on the air. Uh, you never know. Hey, listen, you're going to put food in front of me, hot food, and uh, we'll see. Uh, so, this sort of roller coaster, crazy, sort of surreal men's basketball season for the University of Iowa continued this week. Not completely surprised that they lost to Indiana and then won at Minnesota. That was I kind of had a little inkling, if you recall last week, that that might flow that way. But I think going out and getting fairly well soundly beaten at Indiana, where you were unfortunately out of the game for most of the game, and then coming back and um, playing up in Minneapolis, where Minnesota had a really tough time scoring, and you're playing without C.J. Frederick at that point in time, I think you have to be surprised at the circumstances under which Iowa split these games. I don't know if you have to be surprised, but you got to be pleased with, at minimum with the outcome. And... I think both of us, uh, if I recall last week, had Iowa going one and one. I think we both had them winning in Indiana, losing in Minnesota. But nevertheless, I think that that was the outcome with which we both thought the week would go. Here's the irony of this. And as my friend Bruce here at G-Mix had said earlier, Iowa plays tremendously good defense when teams can't shoot. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's <laughs> and it is it is without question if you're going to play Iowa and try to beat them you need to run you need to go because I will happily go with you but if you decide to grind which is why Iowa I think has a great chance against Wisconsin if they would ever see them in the Big 10 tournament if you like to grind like Illinois likes to grind if you like to grind like Purdue likes to grind, in spite of the fact most that... Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, most of the time, when, except for when they make you know 80% of their uh, three-point shots. It, Iowa's got a chance. Or if you like to run like Michigan does and not play any defense, Iowa's got a chance. You know, it, the Big Ten is so difficult this season in terms of wins on the road. Minnesota need that game so bad in order to get the tournament. I don't right now. There's uh, oh, they're they're in. They're twelve and twelve. I realize they play the hardest schedule in the country. There's no way they're in. Uh, are they twelve and twelve? That they were twelve. If Ooh. Stephen F. Austin doesn't win their tournament and they don't get in at whatever their schedule, they're going to be like twenty eight and three. Yeah, and they beat Duke at Duke. You're going to leave them out for Minnesota that. Is uh, fifteen and fourteen or seventeen and fifteen? No way. You shouldn't. You'll leave Northern Iowa out if they don't win the win the Missouri I'm Valley. Argue, I'm not going to argue for. I'm not going to argue with you against that. Uh, you know my my opinion on this for years and and how that has gone. However, yep. that's how it goes. 
I mean, that's how they do it. They, they, at the end of the day, they take this net and they take this, this eye test and they decide that team is better than the other despite the lack of evidence. Now, Minnesota's got some decent wins. Uh, for some reason, the SIL signal in here is not doing me any favors to look up their schedule. But either, either way. They only have 12, though. But they have 12. They, 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 they have, only have 12. And so, it's you a know, good road win for Iowa in it, terms of. It was oh, huge. Know. So, you know, here's Purdue right now at 14 and 12. Would you take them over Minnesota? Well, I would. Yes. Yes. To me, Purdue has also had an incredibly difficult schedule, and they are playing at a, at a far better pace right now in terms of their most recent. And in, in the old days, those last 10 actually used to matter. And I wonder if that still does. It, it, it did used to. Well, it was a metric, wasn't it? It was it, a metric, It right? was something, you know, in the last 10, they were whatever. And everybody talks about the Fran fade. I was eight and three in their last eleven. Fran fade. They're three and two so far in February. They're they're doing. They're they've won a couple games here. This was a big road win. This was huge. That, that now realize they've had a couple of years where you know Jordan Bohannon had a big shot. They won at Wisconsin a couple of years ago when they were on their fade. Right. It was they were still in the fade. They still went home and lost. To Penn State, I think, after that, and maybe Illinois, right. both of them at home in games they shouldn't have lost, right? They still faded. you got five games left. Okay, I'm, I'm more, more than happy, if more than happy, if this doesn't happen. But right now, you can't say the fade hasn't happened because the fade doesn't count January. It only counts the end of February into March. It's it not a fade. February. You don't fade through January. You fade at the end of the season. Let's it, see what happens oh, again. Only I'm, counts. But here's the good news. Iowa's got three home games left where they're 12-1. and one. Haven't lost yes. the game since, yes. what, December 4th or whatever uh, the uh, DePaul game was, which is interesting because DePaul has fallen on hard times. Uh, you know, early in the season, they were actually ranked. You know, keep in mind. Keep this in mind. Ohio State was basically uh, two days away from being rated number one. Michigan was maybe a week from being rated number one in the country. And then they yeah. and, and, and yeah. they're like ninth and tenth in the Big Ten. So the schedule is there for Iowa to win three. If they go three and two, they go three and two. They got a good, real good chance at, at the double bye, and they could go three and two. Let's just. Not forget that they they found a sort of a miracle way to win the other day. Dear Not Lord, only, what are you? Let me talk. You've been talking for the last five minutes. Now let me talk. What is your depression? I am about to make a point. That's a good point. Well, get to it. Well, you keep interrupting me. I'm I noted you interrupt me, because so. you're just babbling. Now, Iowa, the other day, had C.J. Frederick on the bench. Joe Wieskamp scores two points. And they still somehow, with the, and even with Luca Garza in foul trouble, won these game, that game. They don't necessarily have to look at this now and look down the rest of the way and go, okay, well, we're still missing one of our best scorers. We still don't know what's going to – you could sit and normally think, okay, that was a good win, but you still have a short bench. You still have problems. But what I'm saying is, is this group has somehow found a way to be resilient no matter where – no matter what happens, they go out. They play. They play. They played poorly at Indiana, regardless of whether C.J. Frederick got, I, got hurt. They played terrible. I, they looked awful. They had every chance to win that game in the second half, despite the kid going off for seven three pointers. They looked awful, and anybody that watched that would have thought that's not an NCAA basketball team. 
on Sunday. Oh, I disagree with no, that. No, no, absolutely not. There was not a single thing there except for Luca Garza's 38 points that would make you say that that team was worthy of being in the NCAA tournament. Nothing. They played terrible. Even it, it, Connor it, McCaffrey it, had three turnovers, and he's the best in the country at it, that. Except for the fact that the but team... But they came the, back on Sunday, and they the, did it right. But the team that they were playing is likely a tournament team, so therefore, okay. you have they, they didn't go... I, this wasn't the Nebraska loss. That's true. Uh, that's true. And I'm, all I'm saying is they came back and they played. They did things correctly. They used what they had and they did things correctly on Sunday. So to me, that's grit. That is something. So we don't know whether the fades come. you got five games left. But let's just say right now that they are holding their own through some very difficult circumstances and they continue to look really good. If the home court advantage holds... These are two. You've got three hard games, right? Well, no, well, no question. Three difficult. Three NCAA teams. Three it, hard games, it, and it, it won't be surprising if they lose one. But they also wouldn't be surprising to me if they won one on the road. Well, in the way, well, and that's an Michigan it, State's not as good as the, as everybody thought. No, they were it, be. and Bruce has been telling me for a month that he thinks Michigan State's not very good. But here's the here's the problem. Michigan State is a house of horrors. There's. There's a mental anguish walking into the Breslin done Center. Three years ago, what was the year Utah? And they went up there and they won. That was when Iowa climbed four? like fourth in the country or something like that before fading. Okay, yeah, yeah but so it was four, it was three, four, four years ago, right? And, and frankly, you know, Michigan State has been right since Cassius Winston's yes, bro- brother right. got died. It's really that can mess up a whole team. That will right? do it. Iowa wasn't right years ago when Patrick McCaffrey. Got cancer, and their coach had to leave. And yes, and you know, here's here's the thing: Illinois lost five in a row. Penn State's won eight in a row. Has Illinois lost five in a row? And Illinois Illinois is currently up thirty to twenty six with tough league man. Twenty two seconds, (laughs) twenty eight seconds ago. This is what I'm saying about Minnesota. This is what I'm saying about Minnesota. It's it's you're right. They only have twelve. I was looking. They haven't. They beat Penn State. That's basically their big win. That's well, you know, they play. I heard, you know, I was actually listening to uh, uh, Dolph before the game, and uh, he was talking to Rick Pitino. He goes, you know, we played the most difficult schedule in the country. Okay, that's great. But if you're 12 and 12. You got you got to be over 500. And, it, it, and you, just, you know, yeah. that's interesting. But un- They need to get to 17 wins somehow, don't they? They, they yeah. basically need to win. I don't want to say every game they have left, but they need to win the vast majority of them. And probably two in the Big Ten tournament. So um, did did you? So first of all, we got. I want to give credit uh, uh, during this game to Bakari Evelyn for show. If nothing else, the kid showed up on defense, right? But then even when he wanted the ball at the end of the game, and at, at a time when when the guy you want a guy who wants the basketball, and he drove, got fouled ish. Looks like, you know, and okay, it was more of a foul than the one on Garza at the end of the Without game. Without question. Um, but he and made, he made the, the two free throws. But yeah. he, made, he made the free throws. He made a big three uh, when he was open and took it. I thought he hesitated, but he still took it and he made it. Well, he's got a little bit of a funky shot that has a, he has a hesitation on his shot a little bit. It's sort of a funky little hook, right? Okay. A, little, a, okay. a hitch. He's got a hitch. He's got a little hitch in his giddy up there, but he did play. Very, very well. You know, Joe Toussaint was struggling, uh, controlling the pace for which he wanted to play. Then he got foul trouble. You know, and Luca Garza fouls out. Three fouls on the offensive end. 
one legitimate foul I thought on the defensive end where he actually got the guy, and then one where he jumped up. Ryan Creener makes a tremendous play to block that shot. I mean, literally a tremendous play to block that shot. And the ball's up in the air, and Luka just sort of jumps. Straight up and down. And it Arms. seemed to me that he almost backed up to avoid. He moved away. Uh, moved he away to avoid contact. And Awful I think call. I think the Minnesota player thought he was going to be there, was hoping, and because he had backed away, fell down and traveled. Mm. And they called the foul. And Luca was upset. And then here's the thing about Connor McCaffrey. He knocked down two threes, made seven assists, no turnovers. Did he make three or four free throws or just one of I two? Th- I thought he made three uh, or four. I'd have to, I'd, I'd, I think I'd, he I'd, made three or four. Regardless, who gets the rebound? Everybody's boxing out. Yep. And, yep, he, and yep. he's up there at the yep. front. He yep. looks at that ball, and, he, and he's the guy who goes and it's gets it. it, it, it and it says, okay, go ahead and foul me. And then, of course, he was pissed when he missed the, missed the first one, makes a second. And then your boy uh, Bakari uh, there on defense, not fouling, not doing anything stupid, but at minimum contesting the shot, even if it's from 70 feet. And the Hawks run away and win at the barn, and that should never be minimized. Ever because winning games on the road, particularly this year, I think the home hey, listen, team, listen, home teams when, are like eighty percent winners. With a game that was officiated like that, absolutely, I, that, you know, it, it was even better. No, I don't. I'm sorry, they 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 played through some really rotten. I know you like stuff. to call that out, but I yeah. I thought the officiating on both sides was well, bad. it's possible. It, 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 it was. It and was they bad. basically let them play, and then all of a sudden they called these Mickey Mouse fouls. That's what I'm. That, that's where I, I get like, frustrated. You know, Bill, Bill Raftery would call the nickel timers. Yeah, the nickel. What do we get the nickel timer? He's out there. He's not even doing it. Well, let's go through this real quick. At eighteen and eight, nine and six, I was sitting in third place. So they they are still on the stretch. I think three and two does get them the double. Uh, I, I don't think twelve and eight question. would probably do it. So, particularly because you're going to beat Penn State if you right. win those three games, and if if you get if you can get C.J. Frederick back, it's a lower ankle sprain, which is surprising to both of us. I think based on the way he planted, I didn't see him roll his ankle. So I that didn't. to me, that's just like a shattered bone, right? But I guess not. Anyway, we'll see. Okay, we Tom Baker's got, we'll, got information. We'll for break us it on down that. a little further when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred. The champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Ridge and Dave Creighton Jr. sitting here in G-Migs uh, recounting my moving nightmares from this week. If you hire black belt movers, make sure you know for sure when they're coming and going. Just for the record, moving sucks. It's awful. But... There's no good part I'll of moving. I'll finish my story with you. So the dude says at no, 3.30. No, don't. 3:30, we got, Tom on, the, we got oh, Tom on the line. All right. I got my wings, too. We, I got to wait. I got to wait for him to cool down. They're so too hot. hot to eat. Yeah, too hot to eat. Anyway, um, yes. Oh, we want to thank the great sponsors here on our program, including Kozlowski Law. Let's lead off with the Big Cos for this week. I had uh, breakfast with Big Cos down here at G-Migs on Saturday. He's doing well. Good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Looking good. Walking tall. Excellent. OCS, I think, in his future. Really? Officer Candidate School. Nice. That's a stripes that's reference. A, I, yeah. Or is it also an officer and a gentleman? Is he? No, this is clearly a stripes reference. 
Um, also, of course, uh, the Foundry uh, Distillery. Get to our Foundry last call a little bit later on. And, of course, G-Mig's here. And uh, I'm going to enjoy these wings here during the break because they'll finally have cooled down to the point where I can eat them. Tom Kakert on the line. He is, as we uh, check in with him each week from Hawkeye Report. Good afternoon, Tom. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are you, my friend? Doing, uh, doing terrific. Hope you guys are doing well. We are. We're doing well. Um, I, as you know, Ridge has a tendency to find the ledge and somehow was uh, walking down a depressing road, which then I said, why are you doing this? And then he yelled at me. But that's okay. You know, it's the Hawkeye Heddle. This is what we do. So, Tom, there's been comments, and I think Scott Docterman said that it was the grittiest win in the Fran era. Is Would you agree with that? About this this basketball team being the grittiest of the Fran era, probably yeah. And, and, so. and this and this game last Sunday, the grittiest win on the road. Yeah, it's probably right there. I, you know, I responded to Scott when he tweeted that, and I, I said, "Boy, that I think about that Purdue game." Um, it, you know, and I guess it was uh, early 2016, probably, because um, I remember we were. We just uh, were landing and saw the end of the game uh, after coming back from the Rose Bowl. So um, uh, they were Iowa was down, I think, seventeen points in that game on the road at uh, at Purdue and came back and won that game. Uh, I think that's probably right there. But you know, Scott pointed out that team had its full complement of players, and this one is down uh, just about everybody. So um, yeah, I would you know this one. Uh, was just a really impressive, uh, gutty performance from an Iowa basketball team. I, well, my point that I was making earlier to David, if he would have listened to me, I was, listen. that they were, was that they were actually, they found kind of a new way to win, Tom. I mean, geez, Minnesota score, only scored 55 points. And Iowa's, uh, you know, with Joe, if you don't have Joe Wieskamp scoring with the, the players Iowa has left to score, uh, that's a new way for for them to win in my book, and I, I was walking down the road of I thought I just I thought that everybody found a way to contribute to a, a, a victory that you could not have expected. Yeah, they did, and it was a you know a frustrating day for Joe. They did a really good job of uh, you know guarding him and uh, the perimeter option and. They did they the best they could against Luca, but Luca just seems to be able to get buckets whenever he needs to, and just finds different ways to score. Uh, Joe just never found the range, uh, but you know he had Bakari Evelyn come up with a couple of huge shots, and then those those really clutch, uh, tough free throws late to 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 give uh, Iowa the win, and then um, you know he had other guys just. Up and up, Connor McCaffrey playing really well, and um, and other guys just you know. Finally, Ryan Creener had a terrific game. I thought uh, was very big, and I was winning. And Cordell Pemsel too. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree with everything you said. You know, Tom. One of the interesting things that happened in that basketball game was I don't know. I early in the second half, maybe halfway through the second half, Connor and one of the Minnesota players got in a little bit of a tiff. Little push, he pushed him. Connor pushed him back, and then the other guy got called for a foul, and the refs brought him together. I thought for a second 
that Iowa actually responded to that in a, you're not going to push us around just because we're up here at the barn. And Fran had a real decent argument where he was on the floor, didn't run out on the floor like he had done the previous game at, um, at Indiana, where I think he actually ran on the floor because he thought timeout had been called. I thought timeout had been called at that point. But. And and had, had done that, but nevertheless, then he got teed up and Iowa didn't really respond. But I thought that Connor's toughness at that moment in that hostile environment was really, really important for Iowa. And then Luca got pissed and came back, you know, when they got down eight with five minutes ago and did everything he could to to lead them to victory. It's this is a team that does care about each other. Yeah, I think the personality of this team uh is defined by um Luca Garza and his just kind of toughness and stick-to-itiveness. In fact, Fran said after the game, you know, when they got down 80, so they Luca got in the huddle and said we're going to win this game. And also the kind of Chip on the shoulder, toughness mentality that Connor McCaffrey has. I think those two guys are kind of the the driving force of this basketball team, the personality of this team. That they will, they're just going to keep fighting you, uh, find ways to to win, um, and and do it in different ways. I mean, you've had games this year where they've scored a lot of points. You've had games like Sunday where it was you know kind of a defensive struggle. I mean, Think about this. Minnesota scored 14 points in the last 14 minutes of the game and didn't score in the last, when Iowa finishes up on an 11-0 run. I right. mean, that's, that's just, you know, yeah, Minnesota didn't get good shots sometimes, and uh, maybe they didn't make good decisions sometimes, but Iowa had something to do with that too, and they kind of knuckled down and got stops, and it, it at least prevented them from scoring when they needed to. Well, it's a good point. That, let's – Draw a parallel back to some of the, or at least a line back to some of the other victories in, in Wisconsin, Illinois. Seems like there was another one in there where they went on ridiculously large runs, Iowa did. At the end of the at game. At the end of the game, which is such a different thing for Fran's teams. And they did it again in this one. I, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's very interesting to see that they're never out of it. Versus, uh, and but those the, games were on the, were at home, and this was different because it, obviously it was on the road. Hey, so the, certainly, Tom, um, it's nice actually that they only have one game this week. They can rest a little bit, and it's a tough one. Ohio State's ranked number twenty-five again, back in the top twenty-five. I think they won four out of five or something like that. Uh, where's uh, Where's CJ Frederick's ankle at this point in time? Uh, at least as far as we know, and in, in, in uh, getting him back towards playing. Uh, I think the, the you, you have to understand though it it just depends how how it feels and how things go. But I, I think right now the the hopeful date is for that Penn State came on February 29th, and if they can get him back for that game, I think they would be very happy. They get him back before then, they'd be ecstatic. But right now, I think the realistic date is probably the 29th against Penn State. Well, and I mean, he's already proven that he can play with some pain. He had the foot issue. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was the plantar fasciitis. No, it's a stress fracture. Okay. Stress, re- a stress reaction. <laughs> Sorry, stress reaction, yes. It sounds like... What plantar you, fasciitis is bad. That's what it sounds like you had with me about this. Yeah, 6.08 yeah, tonight. Yeah, is yeah, a, a stress, stress reaction. reaction. That's right. 
But nevertheless, I mean, obviously he's a tough kid, and he's a big cog in the offense and another option, which keeps teams from focusing on Joe uh, out there. I think Joe Wieskamp showed a lot of frustration that we hadn't necessarily seen out of him uh, going to the whole, you know, likely getting fouled, arms up, and then a little bit of his head down. And, and we haven't seen a lot of that out of him. But his teammates certainly picked him up on Sunday. I would expect a big game out of him on Thursday at home. Yeah, I would with Joe. With Joe on Thursday, I expect him to come out plays, and I, I think his the big issue with him right now is is uh, he's probably a little beaten up and a little sore, and he's getting knocked around, and uh, I, I think that's probably the biggest factor right now is that teams have just really gotten into his space and gotten physical with him and he's playing a ton of minutes and you know guarding the best perimeter wing players and having to take on that challenge and it's it's uh, maybe wearing on him a little bit well and certainly in high school he didn't have to worry about guard, no. guarding the best player he only had to worry about being guarded as mm-hmm. the best player and he was so much bigger and better than everybody else Clearly, a different challenge for for a, a man who's slight of build, tremendously gifted as a basketball player. But it's not like he's two third two thirty. No, he's 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 thick, but he's not that thick. He's getting thicker. But. Right. Hey, Tom, let me let me flip you over to something um, a little bit off the subject that I saw you uh, reported on on a Hawkeye Report uh, a little earlier today. Um, your opinion, and I guess the, the the opinion of most now is that the uh, in college football we're we're heading right down the track of uh, that kids are going to go ahead and be able to transfer without sitting out at least once. They can transfer without sitting out. What are your thoughts on that? As far as not only how it will affect the the all of college football, but particularly Iowa. Yeah, it's going to be for for college football and basketball. So. Um, you know, they're what, uh, and it's probably going to get approved, uh, probably by spring, summer, uh, this year, it'll officially be in there. And you know, a lot of people don't realize that, um, football, basketball, I think with hockey and, um, you know, a couple other sports where, um, that where you'd have to sit out for a year, um, and, or, or make a waiver. And everybody's trying to get waivers now, so they're just kind of tired of dealing with waivers and the, kind of the legalese of, of trying to do that. It's just not something the NCAA is set up to do. So they're just like, well, all these other sports seem to function, and um, and they don't have this same sort of deal with having got, having players having to sit out. So um, I think it's good. It's a one time. It's a one free pass. You can't keep going every other year otherwise they're going to um you know make you sit out if you try and transfer a second time so and, and that's going to be like there's going to be no waivers for those sorts of situations from what i understand but um i don't know what it's going to mean for iowa i i think we just have to wait and see um you know it uh, i it, it could work out very well there could be guys that you know, they missed. Maybe they recruited. They missed out on. Went someplace else and found out that it wasn't what it was supposed to be. And maybe they come back to them. Um, it's it's going to be a totally different uh, 
kind of concept for college athletics. It's it's a huge game changer, I think. And I'm always for the siding with the players because uh, I, I just I think Coaches. they should have. If a regular student can transfer to a different school and 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 do things, why can't a, a basketball player or a football player? I just don't don't seem to think that that's fair to um, take things away from them just because they want a different uh, to do it at a different school. You know, in the football program, James Butler comes to mind. Obviously, Iowa got the big uh, tackle from Indiana this year. I can't think of too many. Utah. In basketball. There have not been a lot of high-profile transfers to Iowa at this point. But, so well, t- it, but you know, and Iowa's had, you know, uh, I, obviously Isaiah Moss playing at KU. Right. One of the top five teams in the country, and and uh, it's uh, the first time really they lost somebody going to but, a school that's Bish- probably better uh, at, Bish- at a pro- basketball program. Mel Melson Basabi's at Akron, and they're like leading the MAC. Uh, you mean Macy Daly? Macy Daly. Who did I say? Melson Basabi. Who's he? Well, you, he was in France first year. Yeah, all came right. With him Whatever. You know what I'm talking Siena about. Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you're saying. But you know, t- so Tom, you bring up the interesting the, the the interesting case there is the kid that chooses to go somewhere else and then decides he wants to come back and give Iowa a try because that's where you have to really prove it to Kirk at that point in time, you know. And um, and I'm, I we haven't seen much of that with Fran yet to, to, to know enough, but um, that'll be interesting to see how many guys that are like that that Kirk will give, you know, will say, sure, you know, you, you spurned us the first time, but come on back. I, I'd imagine they'll take kids, but it'll be interesting to see well, I how think many. I think they'll all have to take kids. Yeah. And it will, it, you, can't, you can't stand on your ego or your pride at that point. All right, Tom, we only got about a minute left. What do you think is going to happen on Thursday night? Oh, I think I was going um, to win that game. I... I um, you know, I suspect that Iowa's played so well at home. I just don't. I, I think they've uh, they'll be ready to go, uh, get a little rest, and then they have the weekend off. And you know, you go up to East Lansing and take your beating up there, as it ha- seems to happen every year. You you get beat by Michigan State at Michigan State, and and then uh, you know have a huge game against uh, uh, Penn State next Penn State Saturday. Team that's red hot. Well, Illinois is certainly uh, battling with them. We're currently up six with 18.35 going in the second half. Tom, we appreciate your contribution to the Hawkeye Idol every year, every week, every year. Every week, every year. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you next Tuesday, probably right during the Michigan State yeah. game. You think if you're not available, you just let me know, okay? Yeah, I sh- I'm not going up to East Lansing, so I should be available. All right, we'll we'll watch the game and talk real briefly while we're doing it. Thanks, Tom. Tom Caker at HotBodyReport.com. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting. We have, we've only had – have we even had one this year? Usually there's one. Where we're, we're oh, we had one, we had one early, uh, game earlier this year. That was going on – last year, I remember, we, Ohio State was going on while we were on the air. Yeah, I want to say it was uh, – I feel like it was Wisconsin. No, really? No, I don't remember it being that Michigan? way. Michigan? I don't know. There was a there was a game early this season. It wasn't the first Michigan game. Real quickly, since we got a minute before we hear our music and our cue, don't right on. Out. Baseball squad opened up this week. Did they win them both. No, they went well. They two two and one down in Florida. Kent State three to one. 
seven to two over St. Joe, and they lost to Pitt ten to eight. Uh, Jack Dreyer with the big victory, eight strikeouts in the Kent State game to open things up. This week they go from Florida and they fly clear across the country. They play in San Diego this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. San Diego State, Arizona, and then San Diego University, three there. And then I think they head back to Florida. Do you know who for that ACC? Do you know the nickname of University of San Diego? Uh, the Toreros. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Tip of the cap to you there, Mr. Ridge. Very nice. We'll be back. We'll wrap things up here in the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. We got to do a show here instead of eat and look for glass, eyeglasses, and all the other stuff. The great wait staff here at G-Megs is taking great care of us. That's right. And she can't even hear me telling everyone that she's taking great care of us. Back on the huddle here, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Um, real quickly, Iowa women's basketball this week. They took it. They they took they took a gut punch Do out not, of Maryland. Thank you. Uh, they, they took a gut punch That's up there, ninety three fifty nine. So, for those of us who get frustrated when the Iowa men's team get blown gets blown out, uh, this is a really good women's basketball team, and they lost handily at Maryland. On the other hand, they came back with a big win, ninety seven seventy one, Wisconsin at home. So they go to 21-5, and 12-3, and, and now down to second place in the Big Ten. Still number nine RPI. So they're in good shape. They're in really good shape with, I mean, barring something dramatically horrible, hosting first-round event NCAA basketball tournament. And for the Big Ten tournament, they're, they haven't clinched a double bye, but uh, they got Penn State, who's 1-14 this week. I think they'll the take Big care Ten. of them. Should. And <clears throat> then home to Minnesota. Minnesota uh, good? Five and ten in the Big Ten. All right, there's another yeah. two wins. Uh, and then they got to go to Rutgers. So they're, they're they're at least two and one probably out of this. Well, and, it, and at that point it, in time, it, they it got worse. a three they, they got a three game lead right now over the next closest team in Indiana. So they're going to finish the top three of the Big Ten. And uh, <clears throat> like you say, they'll not only will they have a shot at uh, the Big Ten uh, tournament championship, but they're going to have a nice uh, seed in the NCAA tournament. So good for them. Uh, that's a that's at least a three. Oh, you're, if you're, they even the the women's game is even worse than the men's in terms of the RP, how important the RPI is because they have no idea who's any better than anybody else. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can just go ahead and just stack it right up. You know, how about so, those wrestlers? Turn in the pages of the wrestlers who won thirty-five to six, beat Minnesota on uh, Saturday night, Sunday night. I think it was, was Saturday. Saturday. And they got o- the Oki State on this Sunday and seven p.m. Sunday that. Obviously a sellout of Carver Hockey, but that seemed like it was going to be a w- way more difficult duel early in the season. Okie State struggled, had some injuries. I was very likely to go eight and two in that in that, and uh, I think that wraps up the duel season. It does. They clinched their first uh, outright Big Ten title, I think, in five years uh, in the dual uh, meet season. I think it was five years, maybe even a little, bit, maybe a little longer. I think I read two thousand fifteen. Uh, that's six. Years. Uh, they've got three top ten. <clears throat> wins over top 10 teams this year so far. They'll probably get this one here against uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, nice news in the in, in the comeback category. Max Murin came back after a month of being out, and he beat the number four wrestler the other day in 141. And, of course, Austin DeSantis came back. Did you read back. the story about Murin? I uh, read a story about Murin. So Murin's getting there, and he he's, knows he has a chance, and Brands goes, you want to go? And he goes, yeah. Hell yes, I want to yeah. go. He goes, all right, you're in. You're in. 
go right. Hey, Mel- hey, Melon, we need you. <laughs> they, 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 uh, they, He's gonna try the triple lindy. The triple lindy. Um, they, by the way, he lost this. So that was Max Meeker, Mike Meeker, Mitch, Mitch. Sorry, right. Mitch. Either way, he lost that dude twice last year. So coming back and beating him was a nice thing too. And then, <coughs> excuse me, Desanto comes back in, gets a tech fall uh, in his first uh, match back. Only disappointment was Cassiope who got pinned. But uh, okay, that dude's but number one. That in the dude's country. number one. So his only two losses or number one uh, and two. Yeah. Did he get pinned this time? Either way, he lost. He got pinned at Michigan as I mean, well. He, he got pinned at Michigan. I think he actually wrestled this one a fairly close loss. But, still, but regard- number one, number two. Still, he's a freshman, right? If if you want to watch a really good heavyweight, watch the Big Ten Championships between the dude from Minnesota and the dude from Michigan. Right. I'm yeah. telling you, this it's something else. And my wrestling insider said, if you'd have asked me two months ago what the what would happen in a heavyweight, he goes, he, he would have been pinned the first period. So he was... Duly impressed with, with how he held his with own how, in that. with how he maintained himself in that in that match. So, yeah. So really, where they got, where's their hole? They don't. Have, I mean, there's really not a hole. They don't. Eighty four. Long. Yeah. As long as guys stay healthy, they're. I mean, they're ca- going to get ca- score, ca- cash score points. Cash Wilkie's two time uh, national qualifier. I mean, in the top twelve of the last two years, and he's kind of struggling. Um, other than that, they don't really have one. Uh, they've got some really, really good wrestlers, and it's going to be exciting to watch as uh, March comes along and they get to Minneapolis, which probably will have about 30,000 Hawkeye fans. If they're going to fill <laughs> yeah, up the entire yeah, U.S. Well, Bank well, well, arena. You can get 60. I think they can sell over 60 for Wouldn't that be something good for, for, uh, for, the, for the championship night? Is Macho Man going to be there? <clears throat> I don't know, but I'll tell you what. That'd be, it'll be... It'll be nuts because there will be Iowa fans all over the place. It will be nuts. So, Big Tens, I think, in two weeks, and then the national uh, national championship. To go through this, out, Big right? Ten, right? I think that's right. So, but the big uh, the nationals aren't till like third week of March. Yeah, and they, get, they get a couple. It's like two weeks off, and then two weeks off. I think that's so, right. So you get, get probably some time the to rest first up. like the 29th. I'd have to look for okay. the Big Tens. Uh, yeah. I think so. Right, right. And a men's Big Ten basketball tournament is the week of, before St. Patrick's Day. Yes. The 14th or whatever, that week. Yeah, the week you're gone. Going to be gone? We're going to have to figure this out because you and me are going to be gone for three straight weeks. We're going to figure it out. Okay. Maybe we record on Monday the 9th. And maybe Monday the the 2nd. We'll have to figure that out. We might do something like that. Because our fans can't do without us. Maybe we go Wednesday the 5th. It's a possibility. I mean. We get on the horn. That's good. Um, uh, the 4th, I mean. Wednesday the 4th. I don't know. Whatever. Thursday, okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, because I got the 3rd. I got the 3rd. You got the 10th and the 17th. We're out of town. The 17th. This is what happens. We have lives. And, you know, when you try to do 35 straight weeks of a radio show. Every once in a while, a Tuesday just doesn't quite work out, you know. So, sorry, it, taking my daughter to, it, to Mexico. It would it would work out better if it were our only job and our gig, but you know, it is what it is. Are those your wife's glasses? I don't know. You I got to take, take a picture. Take a picture and send it to her. Anyway, so if you look at this Iowa basketball team, this is a nice week with the, with only playing one game. Tom seemed awfully confident. Uh, I, I, you know what? As you start to look at this, you know. What's very forgettable 
Because you start thinking about all the different years past and different things that could happen when you don't have, uh, when your bench is short and you're out of scorers and guys are, are hurt. But then you realize you've got legitimately the national player of the year. And he's not just a, he's so not just a guard. I saw a thing. He's a center. On CBS, over. C- CBS does who's their national player of the year, and it's the dude from Dayton. And they name all these other dudes. Have yet to see him play. Luca Garza, not mentioned. How is that? The Wooden possible? Award last week puts out who should be the guy, and they list four guys, and they don't list Luca. And I, the dude's got was it nine straight games over twenty points? He's averaging twenty six point seven points in Big Ten play. The last guy to do that to be at that level, Glenn Robinson, big dog, Glenn Robinson. Oh, well. yeah. So what was how far, how long ago was did he in the early two thousands? I don't know. He he. Let's put it this way: Glenn Robinson made a shot, and Al McGuire was still announcing. There you go. That's how long. That's ago, how long. That's that how was. long ago it was. It's been a long time, and certainly. It, it, I mean, I just I, guessed. No, on I, that. I did no. not know that. Really? That was a pure guess. Really? Well, I'd seen it somewhere. That but that was that's when you think about guys who would average that much. That's about as far back as you can go. I mean, I, you know. Um. Either way, it, it it does it does change the complexion of your outlook on a team because normally at eighteen and eight you lose your you lose your top three point shooter, one of your best guards, your second best three point shooter. You already lost your top three point shooter. Okay, and you're down. Your bench is short. You're down. You've lost all you these know, different guys. Tom, Tom, Tom brought up Cordell Pemsel. I don't think either of us have given him enough credit of. The contribution he made on Sunday. Well, he made he made every shot he took. He got a few rebounds. He played pretty good defense. He was physical. He was and that after and having was, to sit out because of his uh, suspension for for not being you real know, smart. If driving, you're trying so. to go to the always delicious Taco Bell, make sure your tail lights are working. That's a good idea. Did you see the announcers? They said, uh. "Well, he was going for fast food." <laughs> they didn't. Wouldn't mention the Taco Bell. That'd be a free. Uh, might be a, fr- a free advertisement. They wouldn't want to go there, right? Can't go down that road. No, you know, and that's one of those guys. Like you said, I said the other day, they were finding new. They found a new way to win the other day without uh, Wieskamp helping them out. I think they're going to need Wieskamp to be. I, I, and I think you're, you're right. I think he's going to play really well on on Thursday night. I think they need him against Ohio State based on uh, Ohio well, State shooting prowess. They're going to need him to. Is to a kid play from Bendorf going to play? Or is he done? I don't think he's playing currently. DJ Carton. Carton. Carton, yeah. yeah he's I think he's, he's still on his hiatus, but, you know, Ohio State started to figure out ways to win without him, I think. Well, so, I mean, you know, um, it, but Iowa will need every every point they can get. I have a, I have a feeling they're not going to hold Ohio State to 55. The Is it the Wasson kids? Wesson. Wesson. Caleb Wesson. He's a low. And his brother. It was the other one, too, right? Yeah, yeah. They, got a, they got two of them. Yeah. It's yeah. like they just keep on coming with Wesson oil. <laughs> They're slippery. It's difficult. Time uh, for the Foundry Distillery last call. You're on a roll. You're on I'm, a roll. Keep it going. I, I'm. I listen. I like. I say. I. I don't. At this point in time, I don't bet. I don't bet against Luca Garza. So, especially when he only scored 24 the other day, he was below his average. So I. I expect him to go for 30. Scored 24, <clears throat> and he went through a quadruple team. Yeah. I, I do think that's it's another close game. I think I don't think there's going to be a game the rest of the year for Iowa that isn't close. Even Purdue might be a, a, a little bit of one of those struggles. I, I think Iowa gets it done. 
I think they do. Now, next uh, Tuesday when we're sitting here, I think we might be down by 20 at halftime at Michigan State. We're going to make our foundry distillery uh, last call, first call. Oh, 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 it's a first call. It's going to be happy hour foundry distillery on the Michigan State game next week. So we're not going to talk about that one yet. I think the Hawks get it done on Thursday. I Frankly, I think Ohio State on the road is such a different team. And while they were spectacular early in the season, I, th- I still think they're a bit of the shadow of themselves. Does that mean the Hawks are going to win by 30? No. I think, but I think Iowa wins this game by more than eight uh, on Thursday night. Somewhere in the 72-64, maybe it's 78-70 range. You know, um, the net Iowa's net ranking has fallen just a little bit. Things that go into the net ranking, we've kind of let you think about victories like like iowa state well that hurts right iowa state's about to fall out of q1 as a quad one victory it'll probably end up being a quad two on the other hand illinois and uh, uh, illinois cincinnati and a couple of these other teams have moved in and out of the quad one and it could be very nice for iowa for that way my point though is also in that metric included in that metric is your offensive and your defensive uh, adjusted uh, percentage. And the defensive percentage has been getting worse, so yep. it, I was sliding. And you need the, the double-digit wins. Remember, the 10, right. 10 point. I It'd be nice to see them get a couple of those coming up. Just thinking. All right, thanks, everybody, helping us out on the program today. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. For Dave Creighton, Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, The Champ.